faster. Got my caster. Uh, caster. Got my caster. Yo, what's good? Okay, that may have been the worst introduction of all time. Whatever. Yo, what's good? Welcome back to Health Hacks. This is episode number 140. If you did not realize your tweet, which you probably didn't because that was an awful introduction. I said cast off. I got my cast off. That was a parody of the song Mask Off by Future. Anywho, I finally, after five weeks, how many... Was it five weeks? Yeah, I think five weeks. Actually, let me count real quick. Right now, it is... I mean, technically, it's November 19th, but it is actually the day of... Um, it's like the, the night of November 18th, and I broke my wrist. My injury occurred on October 13th, and I know that because I um, just looked at the podcast called Injury. So on October 13th, which was a Tuesday, I guess I went to um, the gym Monday night, and then Tuesday is when I recorded it. But yeah, so one, two, three... For five and two days, five weeks and two days, so that is 37 days, yeah, because that was episode 103 and this episode 140, anyways, it's been a damn while since I had two hands freely, and I finally do, they cut off my cast, and I have two hands now, so I'm very excited about that, obviously, since... I've been waiting for this for so long. Tomorrow, I'm finally returning to the gym. And I know I mentioned the return two weeks after my hand got injured because I was so aggravated, staying at home, not doing anything. Eventually, I just picked up workouts at home and did leg works at home. But I still want to go to the gym. But now I'm officially back at the gym. I'll do upper body. I'll do everything. Obviously, I cannot put too much tension on my right wrist. I tried doing a push-up. And uh, at home, obviously. And I know why I keep saying, obviously. I tried to do a push-up a few hours after my cast um, was cut off. And I fell to the floor because my wrist is still not strong enough. And it felt super weird for the first couple of hours, honestly, after they took off my wrist. And the first thing I noticed was that my form really shrank. Like my biceps, triceps, my arms, my overall upper body. I don't think I lost that much weight. I'll actually actually tomorrow I'll find out. I'll tell you how I'll find out shortly. But the first thing that I noticed after the cast was cut off was that my right arm shrank a lot. It feels it is so much smaller than my left one, and I don't know. It just looks weird, but I'll get back to it. I'll get back to looking incredible pretty soon so i'm excited for that there's so many things on my mind right now i know where to start okay firstly i don't know if you've ever had a cast on hopefully you didn't but the scariest part and i've i don't remember the last time my heart was beating this fast and i probably it was probably rational why my heart was beating so fast but when they cut off the cast they have a blade that's spinning really fast and they put it on the cast so they can cut it. But the thing that made my... That's scary enough, right? You have a really sharp object right by your skin 
and that's clear enough. But the thing that made um, my heart beat like 100 beats a minute is that the nurse or the doctor, whoever she was, the person that cut my cast said, it might cut you, but it probably won't. And I don't like the fact that she said that. That's like if you're going on an airplane and the pilot, the captain said, we might crash tonight, but we probably won't. What? Don't tell me that. What do you mean? I know that there's a chance that we'll crash and we'll die. Airplane crashes happen. They don't happen often at all. But I'm aware of the fact that that is in the realm of possibilities. But don't tell me that as we're boarding. Like, what? Anyways, that made me super nervous. So for 20 seconds, I was sweating like a madman just because I thought um, she's going to cut my arm. And logically, rationally, the cut is probably not that bad, right? But I was terrified. Anyways, as soon as the took the cast off, yeah, my arm felt very awkward. It was just, it was weird, right? Because my hand was in a cast for so long. The second thing I noticed, other than my form shrinking a lot, was... I was way more ashy than I've ever seen in my life. Super ashy. And I even have a couple of pimples. That's what happens when you don't take a shower, guys. Obviously, I've been taking a shower. But I've not been able to wash my entire right forearm. And also, sort of my left um, arm. Because, you know, I couldn't use my right palm to um, put the soup on my left hand. My other parts of the body are good because I use my left hand. But yeah, today, one of the first things I did after I got back was I took a proper shower. I'm so happy without a bag and put soap all over my body. Felt amazing, felt great. And I used a, a sponge, what do you call it? It's like a white foam. It's, I guess it's basically a sponge. You put the soap on the sponge and then you um, sponge is not the right word I can think of it but it's like a, a shower thing that people use right and um, that helps clean the ash and cleans your body better so it was finally able to use that since I have two hands right now um, the only reason why I started using that is because I lived with a bunch of um, black people and they look more ashy because they're darker skin so ash appears more in their skin, so they're more careful about that. So then they told me, like, yo, Daniel, use that, because otherwise you'll be ashy. You might not look ashy because you're white, but you will be ashy. So that helps a lot. And that should tremendously help me getting rid of my ashiness, because it's not that it just looks bad, it's also unhealthy, because it's dry skin, right? You need your even your outside part of your body to be taking care of, like, the nutrition part. Obviously, people who eat junk food, they, again, with obviously, I know what I'm doing, but <laughs> people who eat junk food, some people, they sit on the face. They have more pupils. They have more acne. Other people, they they have skin rashes. A bunch of bad things happen on the outside, not even, not to mention the inside. Your internal bodies will take a beating if you eat junk food. But even on the outside, you won't look as good if you smoke, if you do any of that. 
things that ruin your body. But there's also things that it's not just what you intake. It's also how you take care of your skin. I probably don't take care of my skin as much as I possibly could have, but I take decent care of it. But I do consider that part of health as well, because the health of your skin, it's not just how you look, it's, it's everything. And many people don't think about that way, but the reason why we, we as animals, as species, are attracted to attracted people is because it shows that we're healthy, that our skin is healthy. If our skin is not healthy, then we're probably not healthy people. We don't have the like adequate nutrition. That's how other animals decide which animals to mate with. The person that looks the most attractive, which means that they're the healthiest, they have the most abundant resources, there's the one that the species wants to mate with because they'll probably have offsprings that can reproduce in the future as well. And the reason why people who are symmetrical, have symmetrical face and all that, are considered attractive is because many diseases are asymmetrical. So you only notice this on one side of the face. And yeah, there's many things that relate to, like there's many factors that relate to evolution and why people, what makes a person attractive. And a huge factor is health because people who are unhealthy can take care of themselves are not someone if from an animal an animalistic standpoint that you want to mate with, obviously we're humans, so we take a huge consideration into personality and other aspects. But undeniably, doesn't matter who you are, attract attractiveness matters. And in today's world, we can sort of fake attractiveness, and you can you know do plastic surgery or dumb things like that. You can. I mean, you can put makeup, you can wear certain clothes, you can have certain styles, you can do many things to manipulate attraction. But at the base level, at the core level, the most fundamental level of what attraction should be, not in humans maybe, but in most other animals, it's how healthy you are, how much abundant food that you have, how much... How much you can take care of yourself and provide for yourself and your family. Obviously, we've gone a lot from that, but that is a huge factor. How did I end up here from my cast? Don't even know. I'm just going to continue. Anyways, uh, what was I saying? Cast? Oh, yeah, so I'm going to... Oh, yeah. So tomorrow at the gym, I um, probably, I'll probably do mostly leg exercises and a couple of core exercises, which I've not done in a while. I've done a bunch of leg exercises, but I've not done enough core workouts in so long. Um, maybe I'll try to do a couple uh, hand exercises. I'll see what if I can even hold dumbbells without my wrist hurting. I'm not going to push it too far at all. I am going to physiotherapy on Friday, and that should be fun. That should be good. I am excited for that. Unfortunately, I'm not covered for it. So I'm going to have to pay it out of my own pocket, but I will only go there once, ask for the exercises, and then I'll do it on my own. So yeah, that's that. I'll keep you updated because I'm sure you are curious about every single aspect of my life. So I will definitely do that. But 
as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, I am going to measure how much I digressed um, from before I got injured. So, two weeks before I got injured, I went to the gym and I measured, I stepped on a scale in the gym, which obviously measured my weight, but it also measured my, because it's a pretty fancy scale, it also measured my body fat percentage, my muscle mass, a couple other things. I don't have the paper with me right now, but as soon as you, every time you weigh yourself, it compares yourself to the last time. So I'm pretty sure I weighed myself. Like I did the scale thing like sometime in August. I don't remember when. Like this is sometime in, yeah, it was like sometime in August. And uh, then like three weeks later, sometime in September, I weighed myself again. And I went from 12% body fat in September to in August to 9% body fat in September. And I also increased my muscle mass by about one pound of muscle. There's a bunch of other things I completely forgot. But tomorrow, I'm going to do that scan again. Now, unfortunately, the reality is, most likely, I would have lost muscle. I am not sure at all if I gained fat or not. If I did, it's probably minuscule. If I lost fat, it's also probably minuscule. In the mirror, I don't see a huge difference. But I probably lost muscle. Noticeably, I definitely lost muscle in my right form. Everything else, from an objective standpoint, just from looking, it looks pretty much the same. I assume my strength is way lower, but just from an appearance standpoint, I don't think I've lost that much muscle. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Hopefully not. Maybe I will be. It doesn't matter. Either way, I'm going to go way harder than I've ever been. By that, I mean, obviously, I'll take it slow, but I plan to put way more intensity and be way more focused. And, yo, I really miss the gym. So hopefully when I'm in the gym and when I'm 100% healthy, I'll be super locked in, super focused and push even harder than I've ever done before. In a safe manner, of course, but with more intensity, less race, less rest, less just, you know, messing around and more really focused and disciplined. Just to make up for all the weeks, for the five weeks basically, or more than a month, because I was supposed to take a week off. But over a month that, um, by the way, I said I was supposed to take a week off because of my program. But over the month of the month I've missed, I'm going to hopefully make up for it. So yeah, that is my plan. Also, the day I got... Uh, the day after I got injured, so when I woke up with my cast, one of the first things I did before I took a shower was I took a picture of myself, obviously with my cast on because the first day I had the cast. And I took a picture of myself just straight on the mirror and then me um, at an angle and flexing as hard as I can. And today I did the exact same thing about five weeks later. I took a picture of myself straight on and then again a picture of myself, me flexing as hard as I can. And I looked at the picture together. I'm actually going to look at them again. Um, but I didn't really see a huge difference. But maybe that's because I love myself too much. And no matter how bad things are, I will always say, Oh, no, Daniel, you look fine. Don't worry about it. But 
numbers don't lie, which is actually no, never mind. I'm looking at the photos again, and I've definitely lost some muscle mass. Maybe just because I also lost a bit of fat because I have been eating less, then maybe that's why I um I don't feel like I've um, lost so much because the leaner that you are, the the more ripped that you look, right? So the less fat percentage, the more muscle mass it appears that you have. So it can kind of be serve as an illusion. I'm just looking at my photos again. And actually, uh, now that I'm looking at it again, I definitely lost some muscle mass, Daniel. <sighs> it is what it is. Keep going. Gotta make the best out of it. And it's not like I lost all my work that I've put in over the years, but it is noticeable. It's still not a huge difference, I would say, but noticeable for sure. But, you know, I look at the numbers. That is obviously one more objective. And from then, from there, I will keep pushing forward. See what happens. And a perspective that I thought about today while I was walking, while I was driving, that really made me feel better is, yo, five weeks passed. Like, that's the reality, it passed. And five weeks out of three years, I don't know why I picked three years, but for because in three years, I am I will be twenty five, and I keep saying to myself that by twenty five I would make it, and I have a pretty distinct definition of what I mean by making it, like pretty wild dreams. But many times when I tell myself things are not going as I want them to be, I think Daniel, just think about how you'll be when you're twenty five, and you can pick any age. Just make sure it's a couple of years in the future. So it's a long-term thing. You don't want to be too long-term because if I think about what life would be when I'm 45 in over 40 years, in over 20 years, that's probably too long. Like, who knows what's going to happen, right? Every day the world is changing dramatically. But three years is a good enough time for you to be a completely different person and you to be in a way better place than you are right now. And I was thinking, in three years... This five weeks is such a small portion of time. Just comp- what is five weeks out of three years? It is nothing like that is not what's going to make or break you. What's going to make or break you is the consistent habits that you put every single day. So if you were to say what is worse for your health, not going to the gym for five weeks or not working out as hard as you usually do for five weeks, or drinking uh, Starbucks coffee every single day. You might say, well, eh, I would better the person that drinks a coffee every day to be in a better position because, yeah, I guess Starbucks coffee... I, I, by the way, coffee in itself is not bad, but Starbucks, for example, puts a bunch of sugar and unnecessary ingredients in it. That's why an example I'm giving. I'll give a more clear-cut example. A person that has... A donut, just one donut um, once a day. And like, I mean, like a sugary donut, right? Um, or a person that did not go to the gym for five weeks, even though I did go to the gym, even though I did exercise, but not as intensely as I should have, right? Or as I usually do. Most people, I would assume, say, well, 
I don't today won't hurt you that much. And five weeks of not doing anything, that can definitely backfire you. But in reality, if you look at the big picture, five weeks, yes, it's a lot of time, but out of three years, it's not that huge of a deal. You can come back, you can be even stronger than you were before if you just keep the consistent habits and get back on the same track that you were in. But I don't every day. In three years, that's like a thousand donuts. That's a huge difference. The difference between eating a thousand donuts or eating zero donuts, tremendous difference to your health, to your diabetes, to your fat levels. Over time, like throughout the weeks, throughout the months, it may be minuscule, but it adds up. Everything adds up. It's going to catch up to you. So what I'm saying is, Small things make a huge difference over time. You have to look at the long term. You can't always be focusing on the short term. And I feel like that's a concept that really got me going throughout this injury. Daniel, this is just going to be another good story. This is just going to be another thing you're fighting through. This is going to make the story better. It's going to make your success better when you finally make it. Just an obstacle in the way push through, keep going. That mindset is huge. It kept me kept me sane. <laughs> On some podcasts, you might not have thought that I was sane. But for the most part, it kept me in place, kept me in check. And I did accomplish other things over the past m- month. I still worked. I still made money. I still behaved in, you know... A good manner. I didn't give up to myself. I didn't pity myself. I didn't say, poor little old me, I need someone to save me. People who interacted with me over the phone did not even know that uh, he had a cast because I'm not going to mention my problems to other people because deep down, they don't really care. They might care. There might be a few people in your life that truly, truly care about your problems, but nobody's going to fix your life other than you. At the end of the day, it's all you. It's on you. You need to have that mentality because, listen, I love you, but no one is going to come to save you besides you. You are going to have to take initiative to make your life better. Now, I don't want this message to be misconstrued. I don't want this message to be misinterpreted. There's a lot of nuances to what I'm saying, the point I'm trying to make. Listen, your success is up to you. You have to have that mentality. You need to have that framework, that belief that, yes, there's so many things that you can control. Yes, there's so many things that are unfair. There's so many things that are unjust. But you have to do your very best. You have to put your very best effort to improve it. You have to believe with all your might that you can change, you can make everything better, you can't control everything, you can't, listen, there's a bunch of things you can't do, but there's a lot of things that you can do. And many people, including myself at times, forget that, underestimate that. 
it is difficult to remind myself, but the more successful the person, the more I realize this is true when I look at them. You have more control over your life than you think. It's applies to so many things. Most certainly, health, fitness. There's no reason for people to be fat. There's very little reason. If you are in a poor country that's undernutritionalized, that's not the word, that you're malnourished, that's understandable, right? But if you're overnourished, if you have too much, that's a different story. Obviously, again, try not to get offended, try not to poke at all the little nuances, try not to poke holes in every single sentence that I say. Try to really get the overarching um, overarching theme, concept, which is you can control your life. You can take initiative. You can make it better. You can make your life better. It is odd that personal responsibility is a controversial issue these days. And yes, phrasing matters, but at the end of the day, many things can be solved by really taking responsibility, really taking initiative, and making the best of whatever situation. During the five weeks, if I wasn't injured, yes, I would have been a better place physically for sure. But financially, maybe even emotionally, socially, I don't know, because it did give me more time. It gave me a lot of time to reflect. It gave me a lot of time to say, okay, Daniel, you're in this situation. That is the reality. There's no denying that. Move on. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to handle it? And many things in my life won't really affect it. Like at first I thought they would be, but they really won't. Things change, external circumstances happen, your mentality is everything. I say this a lot, it's so true though. Your mentality is everything. Yeah, it's everything. That's all I have. Peace.